The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, September 18th, 2020, season 16, episode number 26. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Got Nick with me, uh, Dave and Amber at their own homes. We're talking Cowboys football with you guys for about 45 minutes today. And, uh, wow, there's a lot to, to get into as we get you guys ready for Cowboys versus Falcons. Last night, news uh, comes out, or I guess it was yesterday afternoon, news comes out about a few guys that missed practice. Some big-name guys, and we're going to talk about those guys and what Coach McCarthy had to say this morning about their status going into this game. We'll also get into a little conversation on the game itself. we got a few questions for these guys that will get you ready and give you a preview of what they expect to see on Sunday at noon at AT&T Stadium. We'll also play a little bit I, a little bit of I know, I think, I have no idea. I'm sure Amber has something great for you in that segment. And then we'll do some fan questions at some point in the show. Hopefully we will get to some fan questions. We have not been able to do much of that uh, here on the break because we always got so much to get into. But hopefully we'll have a little time today to get to some of that and end the show with some predictions. So, Let's talk about the injuries. There were three names that popped up on the injury report yesterday that I don't know if it shocked anybody else, but it, it definitely uh, got a, an eyebrow raised from me. Amari Cooper, Alden Smith, and the big one, Tyron Smith. Uh, Amari had a foot injury. Alden had a tooth. Uh, and Tyron Smith had a neck injury. Um, Nick, tell me what, what we heard from Coach McCarthy as far as what the injuries are for these guys and, and kind of what the expectation is at this point with regards to them being ready for Sunday. Well, obviously, you know, Coach McCarthy's not going to give anything that might let you know what could happen for Sunday. The, the game time decisions, I guess everybody is a game time decision at this point. But I think that the Tyron thing is just concerning because it's the same injury or the same area of injuries that's happened uh, with him before. And so, uh, you know, it's, it reminds me a lot of the, the Marcus Ware situation a few years ago when it was just always neck shoulder back you know elbow just it's the same thing with Tyron so it's already a very very weak position and now it could get even weaker so you know he's he's not above missing games at this point and that's that's what's scary and that him alone will affect you if he's not out there they have a hard time beating the Falcons. We've seen that before. Yeah, I've I've seen this thing play out mm-hmm. when uh, when uh, Tyron Smith doesn't play and the Cowboys play the Falcons. We saw what happened years ago when that happened. Dave, walk me through the scenarios here. I know obviously Coach McCarthy was not willing to give scenarios, but walk me through in your mind what the scenarios are in the event that Tyron can't play. Uh, yeah, uh, they're not great. Bob, I'll tell you that. Um, I mean, I think Terrence Steele is probably he, – he was predominantly a right tackle in college, so I don't think you mess with that. I think you probably leave him where he is. But if Tyron can't go, uh, Alex Light, who was just signed on Tuesday, maybe has to play immediately. Like, I, I don't think you have a natural tackle on the roster who's healthy enough to do that other than him. Uh, Mike McCarthy said this morning that Connor Williams and Zach Martin have gotten snaps at tackle at some point. I haven't seen that. Uh, obviously, we don't get to see everything they do, 
But um, so, you know, I, I and, and um, maybe they emergency kick a guy out over the weekend if Tyron can't go. Um, but he didn't want to get into specifics. But I would imagine it would be Alex Light or somebody playing out of position. I'm not I already know the answer to this question. But Amber, I need you to tell me from your words, from your mouth, how comfortable you're feeling right now with all of this that we're hearing about Tyron Smith. I think we can all agree on this one that it's a huge concern. Yesterday you asked a question about Steele and how we felt there knowing that the Falcons were able to sack uh, Russell Wilson three times uh, in their previous game. So, and, and yesterday I said, oh, you know, I'm fine with having Steele there at the position, but then now you speak about another position, another side, uh, an important side. We know how games have gone when Tyron Smith is not on the field. So, yes, I am very, very, very concerned as to what could happen in this game. Even if he is able to play, I don't feel comfortable enough that he could hold up through a game, through a full game. And... We always talk about how strong and what a beast Tyron Smith is and all the pain and all the endurance that he can take. And, and But at the same time, there are certain things that you can't, it doesn't matter how strong you are, your body just can't handle that. And I know that a month ago I pulled my neck and it sucked and that was just by me stretching and it's still like I couldn't move for like a whole month so so I cannot imagine just playing football and having to do everything that the position requires so to answer your question very very concerned all right I should I'm sorry I forgot to point out that Brandon Knight could also do it too we talked we had a conversation about that the other day where it seems like maybe this coaching staff views him more as a guard than a tackle but Given the circumstances that they're in, I would be shocked if they don't give him a look if Tyron can't go either. Yeah, Nick, of all the, the options that Dave has laid out there, which one do you think is the best option for the Cowboys in the event Tyron can't play? Uh, I, I like – no, I don't like anything. <laughs> I, um, I, I think Brandon Knight at left tackle, Terrence Steele at right tackle – Lots of prayer and, <laughs> you know, I mean, get the ball out quick, I guess. Yeah. To Amari Cooper and his, and his healthy feet. Yeah. If I mean, I don't know. Here we are again with him. I mean, yeah. same thing. I mean, I know if we're going into Amari Cooper, but this is a situation that we've dealt with, with that before. And, and I don't know if it's plantar fasciitis or, or not, but here it is, you know, more foot feet problems for him. Well, I'll tell you this. My, my first – Reaction when I saw the list, and then after I heard Coach McCarthy talking this morning to the media, my thought is that I think, again, I don't have any inside information on this, I think this Amari Cooper thing is more of them managing him more so than it is an injury. He did go through the walkthrough today, which signals that they expect that he's going to be able to play. Alden Smith also was back. It was a, a tooth thing that he had to get done yesterday, so he was back today and fine. It sounds like he's going to play. But it didn't seem to me like this was Amari certainly isn't in the same category as Tyron, in which you know Coach McCarthy was saying with Tyron, like they are still assessing <laughs> what's, what's going on with him. So it, that doesn't sound good to me. Uh, but it sounded to me more with Amari that it that maybe this is just management. Did you guys get a similar impression, or am I just kind of glossing over this a little too much, Dave? I I completely agree with you. I you know on the surface I'm not worried about 
Amari. I think it's it's a management thing. He went through the mock game, which is what they call a walkthrough. But I will offer a rebuttal, uh, and I hate to do this, but honestly, remind me of the Jets game last year um, because act like, and I I know. It's it's not great, but people always throw out 2017. The Cowboys have had injury problems at tackles a lot more recently than that. And mm-hmm. against the Jets in 2019, they started Cam Fleming on the left side and Brandon Knight on the right side. They didn't have either starter against the Jets either. Another reason I bring this up is we were playing the will he, won't he game with Amari too, and he played, and he got up mm-hmm. after the second snap of the game and was like, uh-uh, and good. didn't come back in. So... Uh, I'm not worried that Amari's going to be available, but I don't blame anybody if they're just not rock-solid confident that he's going to play every snap. I totally I get it. There's precedent there. But at least they have better depth at wide receivers. Oh, yeah. So at For least sure. you've got other two guys that you can trust that they'll make plays. But when you talk about the tackle position, whole different story there. Well, What's that look? I, I mean, the look true. was, if, if you remember correctly, and yes, C.D. Lamb is, is here. Yeah, but that was the also the game that we were like. I thought Gallup was supposed to step up in this moment. Gallup did not play that well, you know, being that number one guy, and you know. It, but I think I think she's right. I mean, CD in Gallup is and, and and Gallup I think is a better player than he was, you know, almost a whole year ago. So uh, yes, better better options at receiver if that if if he doesn't play. But it's kind of what I mean. What Dave said, we kind of alluded to it yesterday. Not having your top receiver or your top tackles, you can get beat by anyone, and they did. Yeah, and this is going to be a tough one. We talked yesterday. We talked to Bucky Brooks about that the the pass rush for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, it was a pass rush that was able to generate three sacks last week against Russell Wilson, who is not an easy quarterback to corral, by the way. Um, and they were they were able to get three sacks. And I, I do think that this is going to be a bit of a problem for the Cowboys. If if you can't get Tyron Smith out there to play, they're going it's going to be a real real challenge to be able to slow down that pass rush uh, this Sunday. Let's get into. I have a, a question. Sure. Um, I just thought of this just now, but remember a few years ago um, when Sean Lee wasn't on the field, what a mess the defense was and they couldn't get it together. And then following that year, they draft Leighton Van Der Esch and Leighton just kind of mm-hmm. took over that role and kind of made everything piece together. Mm-hmm. Have we, I, I, I can't remember, have we seen a game where we haven't been able to have neither Sean Lee or Leighton on the field? Has there been a game like that? That's a good question. Yeah, it is um, a good question. I don't think so. Sean played in all 16 games last year and started 13, so I, I don't believe that is the case. No. that's a it, just, real, it just makes me wonder, really could we go back to those years where, okay, now you don't have these two guys that were the ones that somehow were gluing the defense together. Like what, that, that is just making me wonder how this defense it's going to look if – even worse than what we saw last week. I mean, we saw a lot of that last week. I mean, for a good part of that game, you didn't have both of them, and the results were what they were. I mean, so yeah, I think it's a great point. Only one thing to do, play Luke Gifford. <laughs> I mean, that's what you have to do at this point, right? <laughs> Is that, that may be what pattern you have here? to do. I see the pattern. Sean Lee, Leighton Vanderish, Luke Gifford. He can play. What? Big Ten football. Uh, and Leighton's not in the Big Ten. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're going to have. No, but I think Luke Gifford is going to play, and I think he's going to play a he's lot. Gonna he's going to have to play a lot. He's going to have to. Like when you just said, 
Well, you got to go to Luke Gifford. My thought was, well, duh, like, who else you got? I don't think they got a lot of options here. Um, at this point, put some respect on my man Joe's name. Yeah, put Joe some will respect play. On Joe, Joe will play. Name. He's not going to be the only. I mean, they're going to have to use other guys. They need some support the there at linebacker. Cut him on draft on cut down day. They don't. I mean, I mean, I think they, they respect him. They, they did, did that was. as a. They did that, that was an accounting decision. That was a administrative. Like he was never going to be actually cut. Yeah. But anyway. But they. I mean, they, there are. It is amazing to me that. At this point in the season, week two, you have that many positions that we thought going into the season were positions that look pretty good on paper, and all of a sudden you're just like, I don't know what they're going to do. You don't know what's going to happen at tackle. You don't know what's going to happen at linebacker. I mean, it's just like this is not tight end. Like These are positions that that you thought – they had a little something going, and now it's just it's not that way. And you can say that's just the NFL. I think this is a little bit more than just the NFL. This is a I don't know if we've seen this level of of key players going down this early in a season. Not that I recall in a, in a, in a long time. I mean, I, I think at this point, if Tyron doesn't play, I think you have to look at your options of Connor Williams and and Zach Moore. I mean. To say, all right, start practicing and move over there because we'll see if Connor McGovern, a third round pick, can can fill in. You know, if if, if it's something that that seems like it could be some long term issues. Exactly, play him at guard and and, and just kind of see if you can get your best five on the field at this point. And I know but, McCarthy was asked that question this morning. Does he, you know, how does he feel about that and trying to correct one position with two? And he said he doesn't like it, but I don't know if you have a lot of options. Well, let's go back to Connor Williams being drafted. I thought that he was a first-round pick for the most part of the draft like process. And then, I mean, am I wrong? I mean, you did a documentary on him, and, and, and uh, Amber and, and Dave, you've, you were there at the Pro Days, I believe, that year. Uh, did he drop in, in, in where he thought he was going to go? Was he expected to go 50? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think every player thinks they're a first-round pick. I wasn't surprised by where they got him. I mean – People talked about him as a fringe, maybe a fringe first-round guy, but media evaluations aren't always dead on anyway. Yeah. I, I, you know, maybe he could have gone a little bit higher, but I wasn't super shocked th- by where he went. I think the reason why I'm a- I'm asking this is because maybe he's not really a tackle. You know, that's what kind of dropped him. He played tackle. He was a really good player, all conference and all that, but. Then it's like well, he's not really a tackle; he's more of a guard, which will drop you in your in your grading system because obviously tackles get graded higher than guard. So that's that's my point. Maybe he was never really a tackle, anyways. He played it, but you know Leonard Davis played it too. Gallery, I think from the from the Raiders, they played it. They get drafted high. When at the end of the day, it's like you're really a guard, and that's that's what maybe the the case is for for Connor. But then the question becomes. Can he play it better than the likes of somebody that got here on Tuesday? Can he play yeah. it better than, you know, you start going down a list of guys that they got left at this point, and that's where you say he may not be the best at it, but he may be the best you got. And yeah. uh, and I don't know. Like right now, Cowboys don't have a lot of options at tackle. Let's just be honest. They don't have a lot of, ta- lot of options. And, and I don't think they have a single option I feel great about. But I don't even know if they have options I feel good about. But you just said, hey, he played, he got here a week ago. Okay, but that means Tyron, that would be still a week earlier than Tyron, and then uh, Connor Williams got here at tackle. Maybe. I mean, isn't that about the same? Uh, maybe. I mean, honestly, again, I don't know what they do when the media is not there as far either. as getting him ready. I have no idea. But we need a window, 
watch. Movies. I know, right? But but I guess the point of it is though is is that I just don't know that right now I feel good about these other options. And and by the way, I wouldn't feel great about the option of 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 Connor either. Yeah, right. I'm just saying you don't have a lot of options right now. And so I, for, to me, you look at every option and you try to exploit every option and you look for whatever advantage you can get if there is one at this point of taking one of those guys and acclimating him to the right. left tackle position in the event that Tyron can't play. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk uh, some game preview. Uh, I have some questions for these guys about some different aspects of the game coming up this weekend. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. It's funny. As we travel places, often we find the places we want to travel aren't really places at all. They're people. They're grandparents, moms, old friends, and new nephews. That's why at American Airlines, we've been using enhanced cleaning measures so you can feel confident every step until you get to them. So as always, our people can't wait to take you to yours. American Airlines, you are why we fly. To the break. Get your tickets now to see the Cowboys take on the Atlanta Falcons in the first home game of the 2020 season this Sunday at noon. A limited number of tickets are on sale now. Get yours at DallasCowboys.com slash tickets. Welcome back to the second segment of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Stark. Got Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia at their homes. Uh, and we're talking Cowboys versus Falcons for the remainder of the show. Again, if you have some questions, go ahead and shoot them out. You can hit uh, Amber on Twitter. You can hit me on Twitter. You can hit the Cowboys Break at Cowboys Break uh, Twitter and send us some questions. And we'll try to get to some in the third segment of the show. Here's my first question for you guys about the game. And this is a um, this is kind of a, a before you get into the game. It's kind of the pregame. Uh, but I'm interested. I, I heard somebody say this earlier this week, and it, it was at first I kind of just dismissed it because I so I believe so fervently in one way. Um, but I wanted to get your opinions on this. So Mike McCarthy this last week decided he wanted to defer uh, after winning the the coin toss. We've said on this show. I think we all agreed on this show last year. We didn't understand why 
Jason wouldn't defer way more, if not all the time, because it just gives you that opportunity going into the second half to be able to maybe score before the half and get a double score coming out back out of half. But all that being said, if this team, if we agree also that this team is built to be able to play with the lead, that the defense is the kind of defense that the strength of it is about the pass rush, and so if you can put a team in a, an opponent in a situation where they're having to throw the ball, you give your defense an advantage, then would the Cowboys in a situation like that actually prefer to take the ball after, uh, if they win the coin toss, toss as opposed to deferring? Nick, I'll go to you first. What are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are, like, who is saying this question? You? Like, because I thought for sure that you had, like, this quadratic formula out there of, like, you thought that This they... was not me. I heard it from somebody else. Okay. I but but it, and, 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 like I said, um, as I set it up, I was actually, right. I, I immediately kind of dismissed it, but then I came back and I, thought about it and said, huh, I wonder. Okay. I, me personally, when I'm going to sit down in my seat, when I, you know, we used to be sitting in the press box together, and you're like, oh, Cowboys. Oh, so long And you like, Cowboys have the ball first to start the game. You're kind of like, okay, cool. If, it, whatever the score is, when you walk back into your seat in the third quarter, you're like, Cowboys get the ball, it just seems like a bigger deal. Do you have the ball or not? Before, it's kind of like, yeah, okay, that's nice. But in the third quarter, it's better. So I think it's – I wouldn't say it's 50-50. I'd say it's 60-40 better to have the ball in the third quarter. That's right. what I think, regardless of need to get out to a fast lead and all that stuff. Amber. If it was always – if it was up to me, I would always <laughs> choose to get the ball in the second half of the game and, and get that going. Now, it's hard for me to – fully form an opinion based on this first game because I remember that I guess you you should be able to suit it depending how your team is performing or going like do the Cowboys have slow starts again this year we've seen it in the past if that was the case then I would rather have them get the ball in the second half of the game but if there were a team that do go out there score points in the first drive like get the ball moving and going then in that scenario, um, I would be like, okay, why not? Let's just get them going in the first uh, quarter of the game. But as of right now, uh, I think that I, I would just go with getting the ball in the second half. Dave, I don't, I don't think you're crazy for whatever it's worth. Uh, I actually thought about bringing this up on Tuesday for the same reasons. Um, and and for the record, the 2016 Cowboys, I think that was a pretty big part of their success. They started with the ball a lot that year. They scored a lot of opening drive points, and I think it allowed them to dictate a lot of games. But there's just way too many. There's way too many variables. Uh, you know, if you could guarantee me they're going to get points every time, sign me up. But you can't. Uh, you might. You might have a freak turnover on the first play of the game, and now you've. You've ruined the rest of the flow of the game for one drive. It's just, there's just too much stuff that can go wrong, and I would way rather have the peace of mind of knowing that I can start the second half with the ball. All right, we're going to go to the next question. If Dallas does one thing better in Week 2 than they did in Week 1, uh, what would you think it would have the biggest impact, and how likely is this to happen? Let's start first with you, Dave. Convert third downs. If they convert more third downs, they win that game the other night. Even and they were still outplayed, but stay on the field longer, help your defense, obviously convert more scoring opportunities. I mean, three of 13 is is ridiculous. Um, I mean, this this team was third, I think, in the league in third down conversions last year. They converted like 44 percent. So to drop all the way down to 23 is pitiful. Um, And 
it's so low that I think it has a good chance of being better going forward. Like that, that's they won't be that bad every week. It, they, there's too much talent for them to be that bad. So do that better, and you've got a lot, uh, a way better opportunity to win the game. Do you think what's the likelihood you think that will happen? Uh, I I think it's very likely because okay. it's there. That's that is an aberration. That is startlingly low. There's no way that an offense with this many good players on it will consistently convert 23% of their third downs. Like if that stays that way, everybody <laughs> needs to find new jobs. Like everybody should get fired. All like the quarterback, the coach, not us. that's there's no, well, no, not us. Yeah, no, no, not us. Of course yeah. not. Not everybody, but some people, not us. Yeah. 20, 20, 23% with what they have on offense is unacceptable. All right. And it, it'll get better just as a virtue of statistics. All right. Amber. Score more points. I mean, I, I know that's a simple and obvious answer, but it, it, you just need to have them score more points for you. I I expect this offense, regardless of what's going on at the O-line, I still expect the offense to play better and to be able to carry the game because I trust them more, or I, I rely more on what they have talent-wise than what the defense is currently doing. So, uh, they just need to be able to to get in the end zone and score more points, figure out. And, and with everything that's happening, I would hope to see more of Zeke and Tony Pollard being used at the same time and taking advantage of those two guys. So um, that's what I would say. Just figure out a way to, to keep scoring. Nick? Yeah, I mean, I, I do think Dave is right on with the third you know, with the third downs. And then if that happens, then I think they stay on the field. And I think, you know, Amber's right. They score more. I mean, so I think both of those are the key. I, I would also just say get better in the red zone. I believe they were there four times, and they got 17 points. I mean, you get in the red zone four times, you hope to get 28. And 28 obviously wins that game. Um, so, you know, even 21 could win the game. Yeah. So if, if you got three touchdowns there. So, you know, I, I think um, red zone, you know, red zone, third down, all that stuff is going to lead to, to, to more points. All right, here's my final question in the game preview. If the Cowboys lose, the primary reason will be blank. Amber. <laughs> I mean, I can just say the same answer that I just used because they weren't able to score points. No, but um, if the Cowboys lose, uh, the primary reason would be – I mean, it, it's nothing more obvious as, as that one than just not being able to get points and getting in the end zone. Um, hopefully, the defense is able to help out a little bit and help detain or contain the Falcons' offense a little better than they did last week against the Rams. So, uh, it, it's just that. If they lose, it's because they just didn't score enough. All right, I'm going to challenge you a little bit there. If they did, Sorry if for they the don't, boring answer. No, 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 but I'm going to challenge you a little bit there. If they don't score, what will be the reason they don't score? If they don't score, well, <laughs> Dak was getting pressure all the time. Kellen Moore didn't utilize his mobile quarterback, let him get out of the pocket a little more to buy him an extra little seconds, <laughs> buy him more time. I just think that if, if that doesn't happen, it's because Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy weren't able to plan accordingly to what they currently have on the team and the issues that they're going through this week. <laughs> Thank you. accepted that. Exactly. No, that was good. Dang. That was perfect. That's what I needed to hear. Now, Nick. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for challenging. Challenging me there. Good. All right. If they don't, if they don't win, just if say they lose more points. So I know, right? Right. If they lose, tell me why they will lose, Nick. Julio Jones. 
No, that's a good one. No, I, I'll, I'll say I'll say Calvin Ridley. Honestly, yeah. Julio's going to get his his you know his catches and his yards and all that. And, and I think we know that he, whatever matchup the Cowboys have, I don't think Dion's coming out of retirement. So I don't. They don't have anybody that can cover him uh, just by himself. But it's it's Calvin Ridley. If if it's that's a problem too. If it's Julio and the other guy, mm-hmm. you know, and then and then then they're just playing downhill all the time. If they if they get that thing rolling and nobody can really stop anybody on that on that receiver uh, receiving trio for the Falcons, that that's going to be a problem. So, uh, you know, usually you have a plan for the best guy, you can take your chances with the others, but you know, it's it's like when the you know when the Lakers back when Derek Fisher and Robert Orley Orley were hitting shots that was over because yeah. you know Kobe and Shaq were getting theirs but if the other guys are hitting yeah so that's the other guys Dave if the Cowboys lose the primary reason will be blank because Dak got killed um, that I, I mean I Nick Nick makes a great point but I I I don't care what happens when the Falcons have the ball like I just chalk that up as damage control like i'll be shocked (laughs) if 20 points is i'll be shocked if 20 points is good enough to win this game and i you know i probably would have said that about the rams game so you never know but i just think you're probably going to need at least 28 if not 31 or 35 points to beat this team and if they lose it's because Dak got murdered and the offense couldn't do what it's supposed to do probably because of protection issues that would be my guess All right, let's go ahead and take our final break. When we come back, we're going to do a little bit of I know, I think, I have no idea, and then we'll hopefully get a question or two before we end the show. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Back to the break. 
Coming to the game this weekend, make sure you know before you go. Mm. Wear a mask, keep distance, be prepared for cashless transactions. Plus, be aware of all safe stadium policies prior to arriving at AT&T Stadium. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash safe stadium for details. It'll be so nice this weekend to be at a game and there's going to be fans there. I just, I'm just i looking forward to that. Cashless. It is cashless, so make sure if you're going... Which Make sure you bring that your really shouldn't be a problem for most people, I, right? I don't even I don't even carry cash anymore. I don't even remember the last time I paid for something in cash. Yeah, but of course, the, the, there'll be somebody that you know the old school people. They're like, gotta go yeah. to the ATM, go to the game. Got my money you know? clip. I mean, what am I gonna do with money clip if I don't have cash? Right? Yeah. So, anyways, right. it'll it'll be fun to have, some, like you said, have some fans there. It absolutely will, and we all will be there as opposed to last week when just Nick was there. So it'll be a lot of fun. We'll enjoy. A good game a Sunday afternoon at mm. AT&T Stadium. Let's play our little game here. I know, I think, I have no idea. Um, I'm going to th- start first, and I'm going to throw my all three of mine out, and then we're going to go through, and we're going to have each of you guys go with each one. Your I know, then your I think, and then your I have no idea. So, I know Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley will put up big yards this weekend. I think Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb will also put up big yards I have no idea if Dak will survive. Dave. (laughs) Dave, let's go with you. What Um, do you know, what do you think, and what do you have no idea? Well, let me go out of order real quick. I think think Tyron Smith will be able to give it a go. Um, Just a hunch based on his own toughness slash – you know what we're hearing that you know it's it's manageable from inside the building uh i have no idea what it's going to look like though because again i mean give it a go doesn't necessarily mean play great or play all 65 70 snaps um despite having said all of that i think the dallas offense will look better this week than it did last week like like i keep saying like 2017 against atlanta has burned into all of our brains i get it but it is possible to play effectively without your starting offensive tackles. Like, teams do it all the time. I think it'll look better than it did then, even if it doesn't look great. All right. Amber, you want to give us your I know? I might, okay, I'll give you guys all of it then. All right, um, sure. I know, I know that the Cowboys have talent, and this is – it might go against everything that we keep talking about, the depth and, and having backup guys who can step up to the position. But at the same time, I just I know there's talent there, enough talent to make it happen. I know that these experienced coaches who have many, many years, for ex- uh, uh, many experience years, I think that they can make it happen and figure out what to do. They should be able to figure out what to do and accommodate everything to make it work and play better in week two than they did in week one. Um, I, with that being said, I think they can play better in this game. I think they should be able to score more points in this uh, upcoming game. But a big thing that I just don't know is if one week is enough time for them to fix the issues that they've hmm. had on defense. That's interesting. Okay. Nick? Um, I know Dak is going to play really well this week. I mean, he, he's going to have uh, big numbers. Um, I just, just think the way the nature of the game will be and his guys, even even with the injuries, you know, I do think, I know 
that Dak will have a good game. I think we'll be talking on Monday about how surprised we were with Dalton Schultz's play. I think Dalton. I think Dalton Schultz will play well, or you know, at least play way better than he did before. I have no idea if it'll be enough because I just, I just the the way things are and and that defense and and the struggles. I mean, I'm gonna pick that that it will be. But I really have no idea. So that just tells you about where my gut is right now. Yeah. I have no idea. All right, Dave, let's loop back around to you. I don't. I think you gave us two I thinks and didn't give us an I know or a uh, or a I have no idea. So what what are your others? I think it's easy. I thought I. He did. You I, weren't yeah. listening yeah, there. He did, no, he, I, did he did all three. Yeah, he did. I'm sorry. I thought yeah, you just gave sorry. us a couple Wait, of I thinks. I already. I already. <laughs> I think Tyron's gonna play. Yeah. I th- no, I yeah, I think Tyron's gonna play. I know that the offense will look better than they did last week. Okay, I thought you said I think with that one I too. Already, okay, good. I, I don't look. I I, I I don't I don't feel great about this game. Let's yeah. not not the game we're playing. Like the game on Sunday afternoon. Uh-huh. I don't. There's a lot of a lot of variables there. Doesn't it always like I know Julio Julio Jones has a hamstring injury, but like Nick jokes about this all the time. Like. You just you just know that the opponent's gonna find a way to figure it out. Meanwhile, you're like our our guys won't though. Our guys it, won't. It, it never works out. Isn't that, that way. the way it is? That's the way I feel about a two point conversion. If it's my team that's trying to play defense, you know, I'm just like God. That's like it's like two yards. That's nothing. You could walk in. But if you're on offense, you're like, oh my God, that's like eternity <laughs> over there. You know, yeah. it's just the way your perspective is. All right. So here's what we're gonna do. Let's take a few questions, Amber. What do we have from uh, from our our listeners? Okay, I have this one just for the fun of it. Um, I think it was this previous week that it was going around social media. The whole I forgot who did it first. Maybe it might have been Scooter McGruder or however you say his name. Sorry. <laughs> um, about the idea of having Des Bryant <laughs> playing tight end for the Cowboys. So just for the fun of it, because I see several people mentioning it, uh, wanted to get your thoughts and input in this whole idea. What jersey? Dad's actually responded to Scooter. Wait, what? I just said, what jersey oh, would he wear? Good question. I don't. I mean, I can't uh, wear eighty-eight. Eighty-two. So, yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> what okay. Let's make it interesting. <laughs> no. What? what, what are you gonna nah, say, Dave? he could wear. He, he could wear like ten. Um, he, uh, Des responded to Scooter and was like, "I don't think I could put my hand on the ground, but like I can line up." You know, in line in the slot type of deal, like you know, like That's a lot a of tight ends do these days. Receiver I mean, at this point, like that, yeah. yeah, ain't doing you any good. That I, if that's what you want, then just get Noah Brown to do it. Right. That's how I feel. I don't yeah, think true. you need to bother with that. Yeah, I mean, the, the point is, and I, I think I saw quite a few fans jumping on the bandwagon. I think it's part, it's 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 a lot of that is just because people love, love Dez, and I get it. Like fans just love Dez. I think he's an all-time favorite player for for a lot of Cowboys fans. So I get that, but I, I think. When you look at it just from a logical standpoint, they, and I, I wanted to tweet, have you guys ever seen a tight end, an NFL tight end in person? Like, Dez is not even close to that from a body standpoint of him being able to do that job. He just doesn't have the body to do that, and that's nothing against Dez. It's just he can't. And he even said, as you said, Dave, saying he can't. He couldn't put his hand on the ground there, you know, on the, you know, at the end of the the offensive line. Like that's just not something that he's built to be able to do. So it doesn't really. Again, what he was saying he could do is basically I can be your fourth wide receiver. They already have a fourth wide receiver. They got a fifth wide receiver. It's just not. There's not much there. Dez isn't doing the things that he did. I mean, the things that made him Dez are the ones that he against 
the Packers or Detroit when he would go up over people. That game against the Saints where he did it, where he just he's just like he used to tweet it every time. He's like, I'm better than you. I'm just better than Best you. Things. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't run a great route. I just ran to the back corner of the end zone. The ball's there, and guess what? I'm better than you and I caught it. That doesn't happen as much anymore. I don't think that that would happen anymore. And I just it, it is what it is. It, and it's disrespectful to the tight end position to kind of just think that oh you know people think yeah. it all the time if you're a slower corner move them to safety there's more to it than that there's you can't just say if I'm a slower wide receiver I can play tight end yeah. you get killed by defensive linemen yeah. all right next question Amber now looking at the at the calendar for this year and the opponents should the Cowboys be focused more on winning this during this first half of the season is that is the basically is the first half of the season more important than the second half or which one would be more important based on the opponents hmm, i'd have to go i don't the- think there's i i think that i mean it's it's a misguided it's a misguided concept and, and i mean I like I can hear Brian Broadus shouting like they're all they're all important they're all important <laughs> which they are it, it there that doesn't matter because like literally like look back to last year I was even guilty of it I was like oh Cowboys are three and zero oh. they have to like they really gotta make hay against these next few opponents because the the Saints didn't have Breeze and the Jets are terrible and the Packers had injuries and guess what they lost all of them like so it, that just doesn't matter I remember I this is burned into my brain as a kid um, in two thousand two. The New Orleans Saints started six and two and missed the playoffs. Like it, just, like that. Anything can happen. You never know who's gonna be good or bad or when you're gonna lose or whatever. I just, it, I don't subscribe to that belief at all. Sorry. You know, I'll say this. I'm looking at the schedule right now. This is not like I guess the way you asked it, but to me, the middle part of the schedule seems to be the toughest. You look at that stretch between October 19th and November 22nd. You're playing the the foul. I mean, I'm sorry, the uh, the Cardinals. You're playing the Washington Football Team at Washington. You're playing the Philadelphia Eagles at Philadelphia. You're playing the Steelers at home, and then you're going on a road to play the Minnesota Vikings. That to me is probably one of the tougher stretches of the season. When you're talking about a five game stretch, even more so than the the beginning, the three game stretch, or the end where. You got San Francisco and you got Baltimore there, but you also got Cincinnati and you know another game against the Eagles at home and then a game against the Giants. I think the middle part is probably even tougher than maybe the beginning or the end. Well, I, I think the, what I thought the question was was going to be, I thought that's where she was going, was the fact that you know this is a unique year, obviously, where the end of the season might be different than it is right now. Go, I mean, because going to Minnesota. Later in the year, it might be a completely different atmosphere than what Aaron Rodgers had to do in week one because that thing was silent. It, it was nothing. It wasn't like going on the road. So I wonder as the months go on and these states start to open up more things and realize, why, is our, why are we not hitting budget this year? Oh, oh because you don't, you're not making any money. It's like, well, let's open some things up. And not, again, the reason to do it is to be safe. Yeah. I, I'm just saying. But if things start to get where we start to reopen things and you and now playing on the road is much tougher that could be different so get these wins on the road you lost an opportunity with the silent stadium against the rams i actually think this weekend and what's going to happen at AT at&t stadium will set a tone for what's going to happen by november of this year around the league if 
if the Cowboys are able to have a whatever percentage they're going to have out there and everything goes well and there is no spike in the city of Dallas in, in COVID cases, I expect that there are going to be other teams, like you said, Nick, that are going to say, huh, Maybe we should consider putting a certain percentage if our city is allowing us to do it. Right. Maybe we should put a certain percentage of, of fans in the stands and, and just kind of grow from there. And I think as that happens and, and if it happens and there are no reper- no bad repercussions from it, then I think that's going to continue to grow. So you're right. By the second half of the year, some of these stadiums that are empty and silent right now may have a certain percentage of fans in them and right. may be a much harder environment to go into and play. And I say that, and then I'll, I'll speak out of the other side of my mouth and go, is 20% of any stadium <laughs> right. really going to affect anything? But here's the deal. Let's assume it's 20%. And this is an assumption. Let's assume it's 20% for the Cowboys this weekend. If everything goes well, what makes you think that if the governor allows it and the city municipalities allow it, that by middle of the season it's not 50%? Right. And maybe by the end of the season it's not 75%. Uh, all I'm saying I mean, is this all keeps growing if everything goes well. Right, and you got to go to Seattle in two weeks. They've been piping in crowd noise for years. So. <laughs> They're very <laughs> adept at it. All right, guys, we appreciate you joining us. Real quick before we end the show, I do need to get the predictions. What you guys think is going to happen for this week's game, Amber? I see that look on your face, so I'm going to go to you first. Tell me who's going to win this game. And what's the final score? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just skip me? No, no, I hate this question. I know, I know. Uh, shoot, I just, I just pick both outcomes like you used to do. <laughs> Okay, I only did that once. <laughs> We're right. No. <laughs> okay, okay. I think that if shoot, if it wasn't because of the injuries, I would pick the Cowboys to win. But because of the injuries, I am very concerned at that and what that's gonna do for the Cowboys. So I don't think that they end up winning this game, and they lose to the Falcons. Uh, probably like. 24, 28, something like that. All right. Nick? Um, I, I'll go with the 28 for the Falcons, but I do think the Cowboys are going to get some more points here. Uh, I, I, I've been asked like twice on different shows to pick during the week, which I don't, you know, I don't like because I like to wait till the last minute to pick these. So that's what a true gut feeling is. So I already have picks out there. So I went 38, 28. That didn't really know some of the injuries there. Um, but I, I'll stick with it. I think the Cowboys will play well. Hopefully they can get the Falcons blocked up front. 38-28. All right. Dave. Uh, let me okay, – I mean, I hate everything I'm about to say. Let's just put it that way. Um, I, I don't feel good, you know, with the, with the injuries, the possibility that Tyron might not be there, uh, Amari, Leighton, Jarwin. But – uh, this this is this is a no. I don't want to hear excuses. Basically, uh, you know, I'm I'm the Dak champion. Dak's gunning for a new contract. Make it work, Dak. New coaching staff. You know, so much hype all off season about how experienced they were, how smart they were. You know, 150 years of coaching expertise. Make it work. Figure it out. Do something. Um, if there's if they're as good as we think they might be, maybe they can weather this and find a way to win. You know, uh, 30. 31 to 30, just by the skin of their teeth, because I don't actually believe what I'm saying. All right. I am going to cheat. Um, I am going to give you two different scores. I'm going to do it. And the reason why I'm going to do it is because I think it's fair in this situation, because I do think it matters a great deal whether Tyron Smith plays or not. If Tyron Smith does not play, 
I think Atlanta wins going away. I think they win 31-17. Um, if Tyron Smith does play, I think it's a high-scoring, close game. Cowboys win 34-31. That's how much of a difference Tyron Smith makes. It's one thing if you got Lyle Collins on the other side and you're having to play without Tyron Smith. It's a whole different thing if you've got Terrence Steele on the right side and now you got put question mark there of who's going to be on the left side and you know it's not going to be tiring. I don't think I think that's the the straw that breaks the camel's back in this instance. I think the Cowboys will have a hard time doing anything on offense if both their tackles are guys that are that are inexperienced and don't have uh, the level of skill that the Cowboys are accustomed to playing with when their passing game is predicated on being able to get the ball downfield. So Appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back on Monday. We'll tell you what went right and what went wrong for the Dallas Cowboys. Till then, for Nick Geatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!